So you know what I find great about those stories that we have our students share, um, you know, young and old, and you know, from Christian that's been a Christian for 80 years, from someone who just started following Christ yesterday, the one constant that we see throughout all of those stories is no matter what, through thick, through thin, through good, through bad, God is always constant. God is always there. He is always with you in the good times. He is always with you in the bad times. He is with you in the confusion, and he is with you in the hurt and in the pain. But he's also with you in the joy and in the celebration. And, you know, I think that a lot of times I, I question that, you know, and, and you probably question that. Is God really there for me? Is God really there for me when I'm in the hospital with a collapsed lung for two months and not getting better? Is God really there for me when my family is broken apart? Is God really there for me when we're going through hard times because my dad or my mom just lost a job or we just got hit by a hurricane? You know, is God really there? And I think a lot of the times we fail to see God with us because of the things that are right in front of us. But yet if we would just look back for five seconds and see how God has brought us so far, we would never question what we were stepping into. We would have faith because we know that he is faithful. You know, I think that that's great. I think that that calls for joy. Uh, you know, I think that that calls for just celebration and good things and knowing that God is always there for us. And I wanted to speak to you tonight on why we sing about the things we sing about. And it's, it's really about that. It's about celebration. Even though we don't know what's coming tomorrow, even though we don't know what we're stepping into. And I wanted to read to you a short passage out of the Bible where music is used really one of the only times within the New Testament. It's used all the time in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it's used in this way. And it's with Paul and Silas. And they go into the city, and they're preaching Jesus. People don't like that, so they get thrown in prison. And uh, why they get thrown in prison, we can go over that another day. You know, that's a, that's a song for another time. But it's for the first song we did, right? All right, so... Uh, We'll pick that story up right here. It says, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet to the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and began singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening Suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All of the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. And you know what? What I find so incredible about that story is the fact that Paul and Silas were literally sitting in prison and they decided that they weren't going to question what was in front of them. They weren't going to let their circumstances dictate their worship. But instead, they were going to let their worship influence their circumstances. 
Because what they did was they began singing to God, giving praise to God, giving thanks to God for him being faithful. They said, God, prove your faithfulness once again. And God set them free from prison. So I don't know what it is that you're going through. I don't know what it is that you're facing. I don't know what prison you're sitting in. But I encourage you not to let your circumstances dictate your worship but instead let your worship influence your circumstance. Because I think it's truly powerful when we sing to God that we can see God's heart for us, that we can see God's heart for our situation, and we can get guidance for our situation. And, you know, God's our Father. He loves us, and He is a good, great Father, a loving Father, a perfect Father. And there's one thing in nature that I find absolutely amazing and it's the fact that you imagine a little tiny baby or toddler think of iris you know beautiful iris that we always see running around here she's great the one thing you never have to teach a young child is for them to raise their hands up to their father and say hold me i need you hold me i'm unsure hold me i'm scared hold me I love you. So that's why we raise our hands. That's why we sing. That's why we do those things. So in this moment, I'm going to ask all of you to stand up. And this may be a little weird, but I'm going to ask you to do something. And don't pay attention to the person next to you. Don't pay attention to the people around you. Just pay attention to your relationship with God. Take whatever it is that you're sitting in right now and let your worship influence that circumstance, as we get ready to sing. We're going to sing this out. We're going to sing, God, I've seen you move in the past, and God, I'm ready to see you do it again. All right, let's sing this together. Here we go. Hold on. Before we start singing, I got to say one more thing. All around the room, from front to back, from left to right, let's act as if God really is our Father. Let's put God in that fatherly position and lift our hands up towards heaven from front, back, side to side, left to right. Every person, come on, lift your hands up straight to heaven. Focus on your situation and then focus on how your worship will set you free from that situation, how God will set you free from that situation. And let's sing this together. <laughs> 